Hi, and welcome to Mousebirds, your family vacation planning experts. Mousebirds is brought to you by the Tomorrowland Travel Authority Vacations Travel Agency. TTA Vacations specializes in helping you plan your Disney, Universal, and Cruise Line vacations. To take advantage of our free planning services, contact us at ttavacations at gmail.com. Our show hosts are... Hi, and welcome back to Mousebirds. Your family vacation planning experts. I'm Ron, and I'm here with my two co-hosts, Laurel and Rachel. Hey, guys. Yo-ho, yo-ho, a pirate's life for me. Well, we'll be hitting the open seas in just a minute. But uh, today, well, the three of us just got back from a couple epically length vacations where we were each out of town for three weeks. Uh, Rachel did a Disney cruise for a week, which is what we're going to talk about tonight. And then we all did two weeks in Orlando together. And then Laurel and I kind of hung around Orlando, not really doing park stuff for a week after. But as I said, tonight, uh, we're going to talk about Rachel's cruise. Uh, Rachel, you took a Disney cruise. Tell us, you know, what ship, what itinerary, and uh, we'll go from there. Sounds good. So we decided to do a seven-day cruise. And we were uh, we wanted to do something in in the eastern or western Caribbean pathway, so just because of the timing of this particular cruise, it worked out great for us for the dates, um, and the itinerary were places that we were we were excited to go to. Uh, so we ended up doing an eastern Caribbean cruise on the Fantasy. We have been on the Fantasy before, so we were very familiar with that ship and already knew we really loved that ship. So I was really much technically Sorry. been on this itinerary before but you had some changes yes. last time yes this is true technically the last time we were on this ship we were supposed to do the same exact itinerary but uh due to unforeseen circumstances uh, of our ship having mechanical issues um the night before it came into dock uh, our ship did not leave on time uh, in fact we left very late in fact we did not depart on that last cruise uh till about 9 p.m so yes, it did mean that we were not able to keep the original itinerary of this uh, particular uh, trip, but that was kind of why we were pretty much okay with doing this trip again, because of the fact that it was going to be like we hadn't done it before. So, <laughs> so yeah, so, and uh, we, the, the itinerary was basically two days at sea, uh, and then we went to Tortola. Uh, which is a British Virgin Island. Um, and uh, the next day we went to St. Thomas, St. John, so American Virgin Island. Day at Sea, Castaway Key, which it, for those who don't know, that is the uh, that is basically Disney Cruise's private island. It, it is technically part of the Bahamas. So it is, it is basically a Bahamian island. Um, and what was enjoyable about this cruise uh, was basically that both places that we went to both Virgin Islands, you had opportunities to go th do things that weren't on the main Island. So like example, um, Tortola, both like both of those islands are, are very close to other islands. So you had a lot of options to try and do things either on the Island that you were 
that you were uh, docked at, or you could take some kind of an excursion to go to another island. So you would hop uh, to another island for a few hours and then come back. Um, example. Now, let's let's start with Tortola because that's what you missed on your yeah. last cruise. That was what was rescheduled. And I know that's what you and your husband, Casey, the one you were looking forward to the most, originally, yes. particularly Casey. Yes. What did we you guys both... do on the island this time? So we were both very much looking forward to this island. Um, now, I did not get to take advantage as much as Casey did of doing the island hopping as he did. Um, we decided to do two different uh, days that day. So excuse me, let me do, let me rephrase that. We decided to do two different experiences that day. Um, Casey went on his own and he did a port adventure. Uh, he basically did a, a pretty long uh, adventure of snorkeling and they went out to three different snorkeling spots uh, which included um, going to the one of the primary islands that is part of the treasure island story so uh, it is basically they kind of credit that for being the place that basically treasure island is about uh, and I guess just because of the history over there. So he got to learn a lot about the history while on the boat going to and from uh, the different uh, locations that they were snorkeling at. And he got to hop on and off the boat uh, at all three different locations. And he was out there for about five hours. So that was a pretty long excursion. In fact, his group was like his particular excursion. They were the first people that were allowed off of the ship uh, because his excursion started at like 730 in the morning. Oh, and wow. so that's early. Yeah. Oh, that's really early for a port adventure. Exactly. And so uh they basically had he had to like be down there by 720 in order to for them to like wrap them up to get them down outside. He actually was waving to us uh out on the on the dock uh while we were still in the room because we hadn't we we had not really left to start our day yet. Uh me and me and the babe. So I decided because he was going on this port adventure and that he wasn't going to be back till like 12 o'clock, one o'clock. Um, I was just going to, you know, be adventuresome and take my child by myself uh, across the entire island of Tortola and go to a beach so that we could enjoy uh, a beach day. And uh, I had done like a bunch of research on it. Uh, I felt pretty confident in being able to do it myself by myself. My one regret is that I did probably bring a little too much stuff with me on that uh, beach day for just little old me uh, to carry by myself. Cause it wasn't like my, my almost three-year-old could carry very much outside of maybe a sand toy. Okay. <laughs> so so, you know, that, that was the only thing I, I, I kind of uh, was a little frustrated with is that I did have a few bags with me, but I had his stroller. And so then I kind of, you know, I would fold up the stroller and and then carry the bags and everything. But it was very convenient. Uh, so so did you take any public transportation? Yes, we did. That was really adventuresome for me. Uh, so I. Uh, <laughs> To be honest, I like I said, I'd done a bunch of research and I had learned that there were taxi services right there at the port. Um, and I found out that you really kind of have to take a taxi cab at this particular port because there, the, while there is like some 
little bit of shopping close by most of like the rest of the island is away from the port so you do have to if you want to venture out like there's no beaches near the port that's in walking distance so you kind of have to take a cab but on the plus side um they have different cab service companies that are always stationed there at the port and are prepared to take people to and from some of the most popular locations. Now, um, I had a couple of different options. I could either do like a private cab uh, or I, you know, pay a little extra or I could pay um, for like an open air taxi. Now, either way, most of the cab services are group setting style. So they just charge per head. Um, now, if I had Fitz on my lap, they wouldn't have charged for him. But because it was me and him together, I it was a little more difficult for me to put him on my lap because of everything else that I was dealing with and holding. So I just paid for him to sit there and he, he enjoyed it. He liked having his own place to sit. Um, I'm not going to pretend that these cabs were like luxurious. This was not what I would call like the most luxurious of British Virgin Islands. Tortola, it was a lovely island and it had some beautiful views. Um, but you can tell that it's an island that definitely um, is struggling a little bit financially. But I still surprisingly very much enjoyed my day. I really did love my day there. Um, and like I said, it was really beautiful. The people were lovely. Um, and I, I felt very safe. I actually can say that with confidence. I felt pretty safe by myself with my child while being technically in like, in quotes, a foreign country. So the only, you know, issue, like I said, is that Tortola is really not the type of Island that I would say is like, you know, you're not staying at like a five-star resort kind of situation at the island of Tortola, but it does feel extremely Caribbean. Obviously, it's it's the culture there. And there's a lot of different local flair happening in Tortola that I was not expecting. Like they had uh, stilt walkers and they were showing off some of their Virgin Islands uh, culture. So like people were like ready to like party. Like it was a very like kind of a party atmosphere when we actually got off the boat. So that was kind of enjoyable. That was fun. Like a very joyful celebratory environment. It was. It was joyful and ce and celebratory. And the way that the cab service worked is I paid for us to get there and then I paid again to get back. So depending upon like what your circumstances were, you either could pay everything up front and then they like come back at the time that you want um, or you just, you know, do both ways separately. Um, for me, because I took two group taxis, it was easier to do that versus than me doing a private cab. To be honest, I actually struggled trying to find a private cab. So it ended up really just being simpler for me to hop on the group taxi. Um, the ride. You to? Sorry. You know which beach, what you went beach to? we go to. So we went to um, we went to Cane Garden Bay. Uh, Cane Garden Bay is, I would say, their primary beach experience location. Um, Tortola does have probably a good four or five uh, big beaches that are very popular. Um, but Cane Garden is, I hate to say it, probably the number one tourist location. 
Um, and that's probably because they make it very easy for you as a tourist. Mm-hmm. Now, when I had read and heard about, uh, you know, and basically did a little bit of research on all the different beaches, I decided that I would prefer to have an easy day at the beach rather than having like a day at the beach that maybe was quieter or, um, you know, better for snorkeling or things like that. I wasn't looking right. for those experiences. Well, that's because you had the three-year-old and he was probably exactly. just going to sit I, and play with his I, sand bucket. Exactly. I wanted a beach that I knew he could go in and out of that did not have huge waves. So something that was baby friendly. And then I wanted a beach that would provide me with as much luxury as possible. You know, I could pay for some loungers, pay oh, for like amenities. Yeah. Yes. I wanted amenities. So that's pretty much what I did when I got, once we got to the, the beach now, granted, it was a 20 minute cab ride. Um, it was very beautiful. Uh, but the first cab we took was a, a van. And so we took one of their, you know, we were in one of their, their cab vans and it was me and probably a set of maybe eight or nine other, other people. Uh, Fitz was the only child, um, in our, in our van. I am going to say this. It was clear to me. There really weren't like, there were some children at our beach but maybe it was the time of year. There just weren't really like a ton of children. Um, well, at, what, at, what was your cruise like for children capacity? Our cruise had a ton of children. But what I figured out is that um, a lot of people stayed on the ship. They didn't like a lot oh. of people, kids, um, especially ones that were like under like under four um, really did not get off the ship especially because there weren't really very many excursions that you could do for the younger kids. Right. Right. So most of those people, they just decided to stay on the ship. And now, and I kind of, and I agree with that. I I get that. I, I, I personally love doing a trip where I just get to hang out on the ship. Um, But because it was an Island I had never been to, I really wanted to take advantage of as much of the time as I could So I was, I was perfectly comfortable and satisfied going to the beach. Plus I don't really get as much like Caribbean Southern style beach life, even though I do live near the beach, I really wanted to go and enjoy a beach experience. So, you know, while I know what to expect on the, on the fantasy ship, I wanted to go to the beach. Maybe next time I would say, eh, whatever I've done the beach, I'll just hang out on the ship. Um, But to be honest, that was a better option for me, especially since my child can't even go into the pool on the ship, given that he's still in diapers. So, so I, but I didn't have to worry about that, taking him to the beach. So, you know, it, it just worked out for me in this particular instance. Our beach was very clean. Um, Cane, Cane Garden Bay is a really beautiful beach. We had some wonderful views. Um, some of the amenities were like, if you, if you had set, if you had paid for the loungers and for you know the, the umbrella, which I want to say, I maybe only paid like 30 bucks. I feel like I only paid like 20 or 30 bucks for the, for that experience. Um, and they also, you could order like beers. They, they did like buckets of beers, buckets of different types of alcohol. They also did, I had a whole menu of stuff. So they would come and like bring things to my loungers if I really wanted to. I personally did not have a chance to experience or enjoy some of those amenities um, as I was pretty much focused on trying to make sure my child did not drown because I, I swear he really was adamant at going into the ocean by himself um, and just wanting to go and, and be very independent. 
and uh you know didn't really want to wear his life vest until i finally convinced him well you know if you want life you need to wear the vest so um he did finally succumb and wore the vest and then he was able to go in and out of the water more frequently and as you know as comfortable as he wanted to um so once i could see that he was more confident in the water then i was able to kind of step back and let him kind of play around and stuff uh but that but that took most of my time so if it was me and my husband together i probably would have had a chance to enjoy some of the the like the food and, and like the the drinks but i just didn't have time and we and and honestly both he and i went and had a big breakfast at the buffet before we got off the ship anyway. Um, we were actually two of the later people that got off the ship. In fact, I didn't have to, I didn't have no lines getting off the boat. It was super easy, chill and casual. Um, just, just little old me walking out of the ship with me and my child. I didn't have to bring our passports or anything. Um, just had to bring our keys to the world. Um, so, you know, we were all pretty much good because we did, we confirmed that in Tortola that they weren't going to uh, request for that, that all I needed to have was my, uh, like a driver's license. Uh, and that was because they, they get like the itineraries, the customs people, they get like the actual list, the, the boarding list. And so then they, they can like vouch and confirm that you actually are supposed to go on the ship. So I didn't have to worry about carrying any documents um, or like personal documents uh, when it came to like getting back on the ship. So yeah, usually you don't most, most ports like that are on the major itineraries, like the Caribbean, Mexico, Canada, Alaska, you don't need to pull your passport off the boat. And yeah. I actually, we probably don't recommend you take it off. Like that's one of the times you just leave it in the safe. Uh, but I mean, then the, on the other hand, you know, if you need it, you need it. But I think most of the time, take a picture, keep the actual document in the safe is usually the best way I agree. we recommend even, when you're on the island. Even if you're in a situation and for God knows whatever, if you get stranded because you missed your departure window, having a picture at least on your phone with all the uh, d details, you can still go to the consulate and get the processing you need yeah. for your documents. Yeah, exactly. Um, in our case, like I said, it was they, it was very simple. It's really easy. Um, the only issue I had was that my child wandered away from me while I was in line to try and get us through customs to get back, you know, onto the boat. So then uh, it was kind of, I, I mean, I was not scared or nervous. I could tell that he had wandered ahead of me, so I could see that he was up there, and while and I couldn't exactly like leave like the stroller and all the bags. So I, I just kind of hoped for the best. And I was like, well, he'll learn. <laughs> and he tried to uh, go and enter with another family of people. Uh, and so then eventually the, uh, the customs people uh, were like, who belongs to this child? And I said, <laughs> you're like, yeah. it is I dear customs people. Yes, that never I. occurred the rest of our trip. So <laughs> <laughs> I guess that that's mine. I'm sorry. He's not exactly learned very well how to be a good listener. Uh, he's still learning. <laughs> so so they're like, like, that's okay, ma'am. Just make sure you keep a hold of that one. And I was like, yes, I shall. I shall try. 
Um, cause you it, guys did a meet up on the island after the excursion. You were both on the boat in the afternoon. Yeah. So he once Casey got back to the boat, he ended up like showering and getting food and then basically uh, like taking I think he took a nap possibly because he was tired. Um, and for me, I, I initially was going to like do a little bit of shopping. But to be honest, once I was done with my beach day, I really just wanted to get back on the boat. <laughs> I wasn't really interested in shopping anymore. So I didn't really even get to look much at like the merchandise on Tartola. Um, but it was from what I could see, a lot of it was like your basic Caribbean tchotchkes. So there was nothing really like super tremendously exciting. Um, you know, not like not like the kind of stuff that that like I saw in Bermuda. So like just a different different kind of experience. Um, so once we were done at the beach, um, we basically just went to where the, where the meetup area was, where they dropped us off. And then they wait, we had to wait for a period of time until they had enough people to fill the, um, the outdoor, we had to do the, we had to do the outdoor cab experience. So like the bus, the outdoor bus experience, which is very different. Uh, when you're going up and down very rickety mountains and rickety roads uh, on an island like that. And so um, I had to hold him tight. And he, of course, fell fell asleep on me. And that made, that did not help. Uh, so I'm like basically struggling, holding on to him and then holding our bags and everything in our little section, our little corner of the uh, of the bus. Uh, and, you know, it 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 was, you know, but we took care of it. We We dealt with it. Um, whenever we got to the port, the cab driver could see that he had fallen asleep on me and uh, then was so kind. He took my stroller, opened it up for me, and then he also got back on and lifted Fitz up and then brought him and put him into the stroller for me. So then I could like grab our bags and get off the and get off the, the shuttle bus there. That's real cool. Yes, it was very, it was very kind. Uh, I even gave him a little bit of an extra tip because I was very appreciative of that uh, behavior. And I was like, please keep being a gentleman. Um, but he, uh, so, so there you go. So I paid a little bit extra uh, for our ride back just because, uh, you know, but I, I think that one of the things that I also kind of try to be aware of is that as a tourist, I really do try to give back to the economy as much as I can. And I, I, I would have liked to have, gone and actually done a little bit more exploring and we actually could have at that point we actually weren't even departing for like another three hours we we actually had a very long day at tortola uh, because it, it was basically 7 30 until 6 30 so basically almost 12 hours which is unheard of in my opinion at a port um and we we actually could have stayed longer but we didn't there were other i think there were other things going on that evening on the ship for us so we i think we were more interested in just getting cleaned up um because i believe that was the night of our christmas party maybe i can't remember but um there were there there were different itineraries of activities going on every day on the ship so from our point of view we were like you know we've seen everything we want in tortola this day and we're tired we're going to go back to the room uh plus fitz needed a nap and and just kind of go clean up and enjoy so that so was the tortola day so next day, you said was St. Thomas? Yes, the next day was St. Thomas, uh, St. Thomas, St. John. So this is like another example where you had options to do uh, ports, port, of, port adventures to different islands if you didn't want to do something on St. Thomas. Um, now, we did actually get to go to St. Thomas on our last time on this cruise. 
but because our port adventures kind of got screwed up on that particular excursion day, we, when we were on St. Thomas last time, we actually did a, a few activities that were within very close walking distance of the ship. And that was because our port adventure had gotten moved and wasn't until like 12 or one o'clock or something. So we ended up, you know, last time doing some stuff that we didn't even feel like we needed to do this time because I'm like, well, I've already done those things. I don't need to waste my time doing that. So instead we just did another beach day. We basically just were beaching away, beaching everywhere. And uh, we decided that since we didn't really get to go to the beaches, last time we were at St. Thomas, we went to their most popular beach, Megan's Bay. So we prayed to the similar thing where we, you know, walked away from, from the ship. We went over towards near like the center where like the central shopping is near, near the port. And they have cab services, same thing with like open air taxis or, or other, you know, main private cabs if you wanted. So we basically got to do the same thing where we just took an open air taxi over to Megan's Bay. Now, the only difference here is that one, I didn't have to pay for fits because he got to sit on Casey's lap. Whereas, I, so then I was like holding the bags. Um, only this time it was a little bit nicer because the, uh, the, 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 driver allowed me to put the stroller in the front of the of the bus versus me having to hold it in the back with me so that was at least kind of kind of convenient but um the other part is that megan's bay also so requires a um an entry fee so uh, i forgot about that <laughs> and i was nervous that i wasn't gonna have enough cash that day uh to pay for our uh cab rides and the uh entry fee into the beach um, but Megan's Bay also has the setup where you could rent like loungers and an umbrella. Um, and on this day, we opted to not do the loungers and the umbrella, mostly because St. Thomas is a bit more of an expensive island. Like I said earlier, Tortola, you know, BVI, British Virgin Island. It's a beautiful island, but it's clearly not one of your most expensive islands to visit. There is a certain level of of uh middle of the road uh economy there so you're not feeling i guess much as like as much of a pinch if you will on the cost of your of your trip there st thomas st john not so much they are a bit more expensive so the cost of activities there were higher and you could see the difference between the two islands for us personally like i feel like my cab rides in tartola it was like eight dollars per person. So that was like 16 times two. So $32 for me and Fitz on St. Thomas. I paid, I think I paid 40 for Casey and me. So again, a little bit higher. Um, and, and then that wasn't including the entry fee to the beach, which I think was $12 a person. So that was like another $36 that I had to pay. And then for the beach rentals, that was like $50. And so I was like, ah, oh, $50. And that was a little frustrating because I knew that we weren't going to be at the beach for very long. I knew that we only had, because this was like a much shorter day um, at, at the port. So I knew we only were going to be able to stay there for maybe like three hours. Um, so we decided, you know what, we're just going to like, we're going to, you know, just 
make it work. And we did not rent loungers or an umbrella or anything. We just went and found a nice shady spot the best we could underneath some palm trees, had a nice little setup with our towels and our, and our stuff and, and the stroller. And we just made camp and, and it was comfortable. Um, it, we, we very much enjoyed that beach day as well. The only issue I guess we had at the beach is that it was a, it was a high jellyfish day so there were a lot of sightings of jellyfish in the waters um where we were uh, at um but fortunately we weren't talking like extreme jellyfish so it was very mild uh jellyfish stings thank god um so it wasn't too awful but it did force us to have to be more cautious but uh, beautiful views, um, absolutely beautiful beach, beautiful people. Like the people in St. Thomas were absolutely just wonderful. Um, really lovely, really nice to talk to. Um, there was a smidge of a struggle with us getting on to our first open air taxi before we went back to the port, only because it kind of seemed like they didn't want to have to take passengers that had a child. Um but eventually they kind of let it go and they moved on. And I think they mostly just wanted to fill the, the open air taxi. And then the driver kind of explained himself later, almost like he like felt bad about it later. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, of course, that's fine. And no biggie. So you could tell that the people that live in St. Thomas really like, they really want to make tourists happy. So that, you know, I, I could, I could feel that they really cared about it. Um, in fact, our driver going back to the port, I swear, he must he must fancy himself a historian because he basically gave us his own personal tour of St. Thomas and was talking the whole time uh, on the microphone all the way back to the port. And I was I was pretty much very much enjoying hearing his life story uh, <laughs> there in St. Thomas, uh, whereas like the first guy that took us up to, to Megan's Bay, he didn't really talk as much. So it wasn't as as impressive or as as, as exciting. But we did get anything to eat, like going to any restaurants before you got back on the boat or. No, not really. Um, So like Megan's Bay was similar in the sense that there, there was some food that you, there was like, I think one restaurant you could walk to, to go get some food, but nothing like superbly close. So, you know, we, we had brought a bunch of snacks for Fitz. So whatever he wanted while we were there, he was good to go. We had eaten a big breakfast uh, before we left the ship. So we pretty much were fine. Uh, we really didn't feel the need to have to eat food. And so we, because we really didn't get to get off the boat until maybe maybe 9.30, we may have gotten off the boat around 9.30. And we kind of shopped a little bit before getting on the, the open air uh, taxi, which of course was like another 20 minute ride to get over to the beach from there. Um, so I'd say we probably were at the beach by 1030. Um, and then we stayed pro till about maybe 130, two o'clock. And then we kind of, at that point, we knew that we then had to get on the cab again to get back to the port, to get closer to the port. That was a an earlier day. Like we actually were, we were supposed to be all aboard by 345. So we That's basically were normal in the yeah for some of the Caribbean locations. Yeah, so I I don't really know why I have to assume it has to do with how much the cost is for for staying at port. Some of the ports I guess are cheaper, and so they really do try to to 
to find some kind of happy medium of the port costs because and you it's do also pay. it's it's per foot per hour or whatever i believe is how they do it yep. so that's one thing but it's also travel time like how how much time they need to be able to go from one port to the next mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so yep. those both dictate or tides can dictate i was just gonna say the same thing because we had the thing where you know you're in uh when we went to st john in canada mm -hmm. like you have to be in port for like 12 hours because oh right because when the, the tide get too low you yeah. can't leave yeah so like when we were getting off the boat and i don't know like if if at that early a time we were able to see that the tide was real low but it was I, high yeah I, when i went straight to my yeah i was gonna say when we were getting back on the boat way later in the afternoon we could tell the tide was low because you could see like the line markers on yeah. the other cruise ships, like where, where like the water typically was. So, um, but that's why all of the ships kind of just hang out there until like, what was it, like 9 PM ish, something yeah. like that to make sure that they're, that the tide had come back in enough so that the ships could actually exit the port. Yeah, um, exactly. Exactly. And we were all like a half hour off. So like the one boat, I think maybe it was another Royal perhaps it, it left like a half hour before us. And then we left. And I think the other one that was next to us left out right after us. So they, yeah. they kind of have like a, like a window. But like that, they do that to keep your port fees down. Cause when you did your cruise to Bermuda last year, your port fees were like 300 bucks a person because you yes. were in Bermuda overnight. So you're paying mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for that whole time. Which I do have to say, I really loved that experience. And, and I, and, I love the ship. Don't get me wrong. And I love being on the ships and, but I don't feel like I have to be on the ship and be at sea at the same time. So being able to more leisurely come as we wanted on that Island for those two days and not leaving, it definitely made for a very different kind of cruising experience. Yeah. So, well, it allows you to really like explore lots of yes. different options for what you want to do for your excursions or for the things you want to do with your time. Well, and I, I was really, yeah, exactly. And you, and there's so many other Island areas, like Bermuda is actually really quite large. So that's kind of why I had explored those three day cruise, the three day cruise to Bermuda this year, but then I didn't opt, then I didn't do, end up doing it because I figured we, we should probably try and do something a little different. Um, but I would, I would absolutely love to go back to Bermuda. I think next time though, I would probably just fly out there and just stay for like a week because I, of all the islands I've been to, um, Bermuda is probably like one of the, it's probably like the best one, um, only because of how beautiful that island is, how safe it is. They really take good care. Like they put, you can see that it's definitely got a higher cost of living there. Um, St. Thomas, St. John is probably right next to it just because same thing. You can kind of tell that St. Thomas, St. John definitely has a higher cost of living, but you can tell that St. Thomas, St. John isn't as e equal, I guess. There's a lot of, um, I don't want to say poverty, but there is definitely a lot more lower income. Yeah, there's lower socioeconomic in, you know, in parts St. of it. Yeah. St. Thomas, St. John in particular, um, probably more in St. Thomas than in St. John. Uh, we had done an excursion on St. John the last time we were out there. So 
I, I St. John, absolutely, probably one of the most beautiful islands I've ever been to. And the beach is absolutely gorgeous. So I, I would 100% go back to St. John. Like that's also another island I've explored just flying out to St. Thomas. And then basically like taking the, the ferry over to St. John and staying on St. John for like a week because it's just such a beautiful island. Um, but yeah, so, you know, St. Thomas, St. John, we, we went to Megan's Bay. Again, very beautiful beach, very beautiful views. We pretty much, you know, did all the beachy things that you do. And then we, you know, went back to where the meetup spot was, got back onto another uh, another uh, open air taxi and went back to the port. Um, getting back on the boat was, was fun because there were a lot of uh, St. Thomas dancers there. <laughs> and they were like, like, they were like, it was weird. It was almost like they were excited to see us when we got there, but they were even more excited to see us leave like in a weird way. <laughs> um, I was like not expecting to have such a send off by the people of St. Thomas. So, um, so there, so yeah, we, we, I tried doing some shopping in St. Thomas, but it was so crowded. There were three ships in port at that time. Mm were a lot of people and I, I kind of looked I was really trying to look for like t-shirts and stuff uh and like kids toys and it just it was so hard to move around with with fits in the stroller and everything and so I ended up just moving on and I I didn't even really get to shop very much um I just I just made like Elsa and I let it go <laughs> and and so so then I you know we went back on the ship and you know we had other activities that day the last port we did of course was the castaway key day um, Castaway Key, of course, like I said, that's the private island. Um, we didn't we didn't actually get to get off of the boat till late. I want to say it was like ten o'clock. That's pretty late. Yeah, yeah, and and but that was also like that was in the itinerary. It wasn't because like of weather or anything. It's just that was what time they had us get off the boat. I guess because of so, the arrival from your your other day. Yeah. And so I, I, my, I don't even think they did the early morning marathon. Like, I'm not know? sure they're doing it at all anymore. I think it's yeah. just run it on your own these days. I think that's been the same since COVID. And I know a lot of people kind of miss. Yeah. They haven't quite done the organization behind it the way they used to. Yes. Maybe, maybe a little change in the coming, you know. Yeah. That's kind of what my thought is. Like there, it, it just wasn't, they weren't doing that. Now, the only struggle I had getting uh, dealing with Castaway Key, honestly, was the merchandise shop. I, and, and when I look back on it, I really should have just walked away and then stopped back there later. But I was like, I'm already here. I've already picked out some stuff. I'm already in line. I'm, I'm just going to keep trudging along. I kid you not, we got off the boat basically about 10 o'clock. We decided to walk over to where we were going again obviously having the stroller with us um we decided not to take a chance that somebody that we would be able to get one of the strollers on the island um and i'm glad we didn't do i'm glad we didn't take a chance because it, it actually would have been a while for us to get a stroller so we, yes, we you have to the strollers early they yes. run out <laughs> well and even then there they weren't any so i don't know who got all the strollers but like we were we got off the ship dang early so I don't really know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're supposed to have wagons. They didn't have any wagons. Um, I'm a, they, the only thing that you had were some wheelchairs. So 
I was like, forget it. I'm glad we brought the uh, the stroller because we did use that to, to bring the few items that we needed to take off the ship. Um, but because of, you know, meeting characters, that's kind of why another reason why we walked was so that we could go into those character meet and greets. So we did character meet and greets and then we stopped in the merchandise shop just to kind of check it out and see if there was any new Castaway Key merch that we might want to have. Um, and it was probably like almost 1130 by the time we actually were getting in water and that it just took forever to do that walk and then meet the characters and then yes deal the, with the walk long i've and, done the walk and, and i had it with a baby and my baby carrier it yep, was yep. terrible and then and then having to go look for your your spot on where you want to go make make your camp yes that's um, because we, when you get to the family beach late if you're on a a, a bigger cruise like on the fantasy or the dream or even okay. the wish um you know it can get pretty crowded at the family beach just because you know it's just a high volume boat true um, I mean, but you know yeah you you kind of have to like choose what what's important because if you really care about meeting the characters you have to stop and meet them because you're not going to see them later in the day exactly and, you know the merchandise and, piece of it and, they only have a certain amount of certain things. Exactly. I want it because I, I, I knew that they would run out and they actually did run out of stuff while I was in there. So yeah, yeah it, it ha so again, if these are important things to you, you know, then you have to sacrifice the potential for getting a public stroller, like a beach stroller. And you may have to sacrifice, um, you know, location on the beach. Uh, but, you know, it, it it is what it is. Fortunately for us, we did find uh, some loungers and umbrellas in an area that worked for us. We really didn't need to be near the main area of the family beach, which was like where the um, where the snorkeling area was, because we weren't we weren't snorkeling. So we really didn't need to be over there. Um, we wanted to be over where just the basic beach was and then where the pelican plunge was. Uh, so that we could take an opportunity to go down Pelican Plunge, the big slide, the water slide into the ocean. Because we did not get to do that the last time we were there. And so we felt like we wanted to make sure we could do that. Um, and that, and of course we did, we all went out there. That actually was the first thing we did as a family. As soon as we had that sunscreen on and everything was all laid out on our loungers, we immediately just went right in for it to go for the Pelican Plunge. And uh, that was when... Uh, Fitz decided to go down the uh, the slide and definitely shocked us all. And uh, he went into the dark tube. He went in the dark slide and uh, went right into the ocean. <laughs> and, and of course, sank a little bit, even with his uh, life vest on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> of course, I was down there ready to like catch him to as best as I could. <laughs> um, and uh, and of course, he like freaked out because he got like some salt water and stuff in his eyes and his nose and stuff um and then he and when once it was all over he was like let's do it again <laughs> like, okay, okay. maybe later um the line to actually go down the slide was kind of long i want to say that we probably were in line for the slide at least 25 minutes so once that slide was over i was like yes now and this is like 12 o'clock ish so then i'm like well great now i, I now it's like time for lunch so we're just like so then we just headed over to lunch i think i actually had gotten our i got like a an inner tube rental 
I think I went and actually picked up the inner tube rental and brought it over to our lounger. And then we all went and walked over to get lunch. Um, Cause we, of course, were really close to where the cookies barbecue was. So we went and got some food. Um, once we were thoroughly satisfied with food and had enough ice cream for five children, you know, we then went back uh, out into the beach and we pretty much just hung out in the main water uh, of the beach area. Although Fitz then decided he really wanted to go down Pelican Plunge again. So then we were going to do that. We did that basically like as our last thing that we were doing before we decided to make way back to the ship. And, uh, you know, we, we swim out there and then, you know, we go up, we get up there, get all the way up to the top. And then he got scared and then he didn't want to go down and down again. And so then, um, you know, I went first and then waited for him down there and then he, he decided not to go. It happens. Oh, so it was like, that's okay. No, no pressure, kid. You don't have to go down the slide. It was you that asked to begin with. Um, and so Casey did not get to go down a second time. Although I'm don't I don't think that he was bothered by that because he doesn't exactly love getting dunked in water. So um, and they, they're not kidding when they say it's a plunge, like because it's deep, like you can't touch the the ground there. So I think depending on the like tide, it could be like 12, 20 feet deep or something. Wow, like that's that. crazy. It's yeah, pretty like, deep out there. I, I've never done it. So like, like I was I was literally like like tugging fits along with me. Um, and I'm like swimming because I'm like, and I'm a pretty good swimmer. Um, but at, at some at one point I finally like just did like the upside down turtle effect and I put him on my chest and then I was yeah. just stroking my way there. And I was like, we're gonna get there. I'm going. Just wait. Just hold on. Okay. He's like, Mommy, you're swimming. I was like, Yes, this is what I do. You're like an otter with your baby otter on your my belly. Otter on my chest, just swimming away. Um and I will I think that the lifeguard thought it was pretty funny. So you were there for this mid-November. How were the water temperatures? So um impressively. The temperature of the water at all three beaches we went to were, was good. Like, I mean, it was like really fantastic. I mean, like, the, like the, not like good for like people who are used to warm weather or good for people who are used to cold weather. So I think it was good for people who are used to cold weather, to be really honest. Okay. <laughs> so we, we're, we're establishing this. We all live in the New England states. So for us, when we go, to the south it's like we're in bath water when we go into the ocean but if you are from the south and you go into the ocean during december it's cold <laughs> so i mean i grew up perception. i grew up in south florida so going to the beach here is even in like you know august it's like this is cold to me yes, I'm, cold. I'm pretty sure i've only swum here in New England, in the ocean, after 15 plus years of living here, two times. Okay, so this episode ran a little long. Uh, we're going to cut part one here and pick up with part two next week, where we discuss what Rachel did on the ship, what she ate, things like that. Uh, so on behalf of our travel agent sponsor, TTA Vacations, who you can contact at ttavacations at gmail.com. And my two co-hosts, Laurel and Rachel, have a good night. <laughs>